You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast Detroit Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Witten. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Welcome to episode 285. Cody is actually fighting this week in the UFC, so he's down in the submarine, as I like to call it, where he's like distant from the world and getting ready for the fight. He's in the submarine. He's in his bubble. That's right. He's actually got a huge fight, um, top 10 fight uh, in cheers. the UFC. Cheers. cheers uh, we're going to gonna title this uh, episode, Win, Cody, Win, as That's we always right. do. Tink. Tink. Um, and Jimmy, Jimmy's just being pussy because he's sick or something like that. So whatever, Jimmy. <laughs> but I got a great co-host in uh, Larkin, Larkin Dash, who is an Hi, MMA Larkin! fighter and a ring girl for us. Hi, Hi. everyone. What? She had a bad day. Whether she elaborates on what her bad day is, that's fine. I, we, I had a bad day, too, but I don't trust any of you guys out there to tell you what I'm up to. So I'm, I'm not going to say what my bad day was about. But Larkin, hey! you want to say? But what did we had? A, uh, it ended up being a pretty good day. Oh, okay, so there's a trivia contest. Uh, so we broadcast from a new studio. The new studio, if you're a Cedar Point person, it's it's almost like disaster transport out there. It really is, like the mm-hmm. rooms you wait in. But there's a room that had trivia. Uh, we were doing really well when I was on the team. We were at first place at one time, and then I started and then I prepping for the show. Science. Then Rochelle was doing it by herself. She finished second without me. But she did get some freebies, I guess. So she did all right on trivia. That was pretty key. It's a hot, humid effing day here in Detroit. But it's, as always, the air conditioner in here. It's like 40 degrees. But um, so Larkin, I want to thank you for co-hosting with me. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be here. I finally made it. If you guys wanted to know what my bad day was, I head here from Hillsdale, Michigan, down near Indiana, Ohio, and... I was in rush hour traffic, and a mom rear-ended me. And, you know, lady drivers, I guess. Your pretty car. Yes. Lady drivers. In in my Mustang, and yes, I am a lady driver, but still, mom drivers. She got me. So Mm -hmm. I had to wait there for the cop, and he took about 10 hours, so now I'm here. No worries. We're We're glad you're here safe. So it wasn't a bad accident, fender bender. Yeah, fender bender. Was she nice? She crawled out the passenger side window and came to talk to me. Said, okay. Said I could take a picture of her driver's license if I wanted. And I said, well, we'll just, we'll, we'll wait for the trooper to get here. Mm-hmm. So she crawled back in her car. She got a ticket. <laughs> she, course, she, right. she got a ticket. She did. <laughs> Distracted driving? Was she on the phone? That was what you were speculating. Did she admit to it? I don't know what she admitted to, but she told the cop that I cut her off. And oh, then they. Oh, then the fight was. Yeah. See, then they got one of the traffic inspectors there and he said that she didn't get cut off and then she got a ticket and i don't know he didn't tell me what else she got but she got the ticket so all right small victories we'll take them right 
Small victories. Uh, oh, my phone's way over there. I got to grab my phone for the oh, first don't. thing I'm going to talk about. Oh, for an actual segment as opposed to like in case it goes off. No, yeah. I mean, it will go off. It I will. mean, that's Every just time. 285 episodes of that happening. But yeah, um, exactly. I don't know where Larkin stands on stuff. But you know what? I, I, I try not to offend people, Larkin. So if I offend you, please don't like quit the undercard. Some people, oh. some people have in the past, but um, true I mean, story, true if, story. Yeah, if you're not if you're not opinionated, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what we're <laughs> even doing on a podcast here, really quick. But um, did you Excuse hear about me. Colin Kaepernick and Nike? I heard the gist of it. I don't know if I heard the accurate story. I heard the Facebook story. So I'll have you tell me what you've heard and then I'll kind of well, go Well, Rochelle, why don't you pull it up really quick online? So oh, he... Okay. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick who has been let's be honest, by the NFL blacklisted for kneeling during the anthem uh, got an endorsement by Nike. Ten years, uh, lots of millions of dollars and probably a tennis shoe deal. Uh, it's the biggest story out there right now, so we're going to address it. Um, first off, I want to I want to say something about uh, uh, Nike here, really quick. Let's start with Nike. Um, Colin Kaepernick in in to reset really quick. Colin Kaepernick was not kneeling because he was anti uh, military. He wasn't kneeling because he was anti United States. He was actually kneeling because he felt that black people were being treated poorly by the cops. And, you know, I, I come from an independent. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. And we'll get into that a little bit. But Nike made a splash. And I give Nike credit because, you know, they're going to lose money. Not only that, they're going to fake face backlash but um the exact ad as rochelle pulls it up is pretty pretty simple it has a it has colin kaepernick on it mm-hmm. and it says it says believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything and just do it so there the just do it thing they're relaunching it's mm-hmm. been 30 years which there's a great story about the just do it um advertising campaign that I might get into. But so Nike decides that they're going to get behind Colin Kaepernick. A couple things about this. One, Nike has a deal, I believe, with the NFL. Two, um, they're making a stand because they believe in Colin Kaepernick's opinion to address what he what he feels is injustice. And he's been blacklisted, of course, by the NFL. Um my problem with the whole situation, Larkin, jump in anytime, is that – so I go on Facebook because I don't have a Facebook for any other reason because of this – but because of this job. And it's just like a pulse. It's kind of like you, you check what's going out on the world. Uh, you know, I can see if Larkin's fighting. I can see who's fighting, who's talking shit. And the the unbelievable we are selling hate is just this country – right now is so much hatred it's ridiculous and i decided a while ago and rochelle could probably give you an exact date i stopped buying into it i just i just thought that the the hatred was horrible prime prime example we got two people running for governor here in michigan one's talking about trump the other one's talking about granholm both those two are not running and the two people that are running for governor aren't talking issues, but what are they doing? They're, they're, they're playing into fears, okay? So 
what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that I'm just not buying the hatred anymore. Okay, and if Larkin disagrees with me, I like to think we can. She's having a martini right now. I'm having an old fashioned, if I might say so. Uh, I like to think that we can still grab a drink if we disagree, but we become a country where no, we can't do that. If you have a different opinion. You hate the person that has a different opinion. You get into arguments about it, and we've become so divided, it's ridiculous. Now, let's tie this back into the Kaepernick thing. Nike is giving Colin Kaepernick an opportunity to make an income, which was taken away by the NFL when the owners blacklisted him. Uh, Nike, Phil Knight is 80 years old, who who started Nike. Um, and, and most of the people that run Nike... Um, I'll, I'll agree, probably are not too much of fans of President Trump and some of his stances. Now, the great thing about this is, okay, we are – nobody's perfect. And I was talking to Rochelle about this earlier, is that once you realize that you are not perfect, your life becomes so different. And, and people online like to make their lives look so freaking perfect and everything's so great. You only see the positives that come out on social media. You don't see – you know, Larkin's bad day of a, you know, a car accident, my bad day, which I'm not getting into. But like, you know, you don't see that. And everybody puts a, a, a positive spin on or what they do what the opposite doing. or they talk about like how bad everything is. It's either one or the other. Correct. So Nike, immediately people are going to attack Nike because they're made in uh, different countries by by kids that aren't making a huge income. Mm-hmm. Nike knows that that's going to be immediately the retaliatory comment, right? Exactly. And they realize they're not a perfect company. They work within the frameworks. It doesn't mean the danger of that kind of speak is that you can never take a stand because everybody, one of uh, all of us have a a, a skeleton in the closet. So Nike knows that, okay, everyone's going to come back and say your your shoes are made in whatever country. Uh, you have no room to talk. because they're in the spotlight right now. And I'm sure, because we know there are, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of other companies that manufacture the same process. Right. And they're just, they're the ones that are going to take the heat for it now. But, I mean, I come a bit from a background, I'm in my last year of marketing and business administration, and Nike wouldn't do it if it wasn't financially prosperous or they felt like they were fighting for a good cause. Right. Well, the spokesperson here says, uh, Jocelyn Moore, her statement, um, basically he's one of many athletes, first of all, that are going to be- Serena Williams and people showcase. It's the 30th anniversary of Nike. Yeah. So they're uh, promoting different athletes. And he's been signed with Nike since he was with the 49ers. So he's been with them for years. Um and Jocelyn Moore from the NFL uh, basically stated that the social injustices or the social justice issues that Colin and other professional athletes have raised deserve our attention and action. Um, basically, Nike says that they're promoting change and whether it's good or bad. I mean, it scares people. For, forget promoting change. How about just opening discussion to where me and Larkin and you can sit and discuss stuff and realize that some of us may have different opinions and still at the end of the day be friends and not hate each other because you're pro this person or I'm it's pro this person. It's difficult with social media, though, because you can hide behind your computer or your phone and make these huge allegations and, and brash statements against people. 
Yeah. And I, and not really have to face any consequences for it. I'll, I'll use quotations. My, some of my friends' quotations on Facebook. Some of you mm-hmm. guys scare the shit out of me. Like your 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 belief in in parties and and stuff is, is crazy. And you know you you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, and you but be open to other people's ideas and well, ideologies. It's the same thing with religion as opposed, you know, with, along with politics. You know, you well, my God does this or, you know, your God doesn't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. No one's open-minded. Everyone's right. But the NFL, and, and we know this for a fact, was charging the military they were honoring. They would, they would, so the military people would come out at games, so like a Dallas Cowboy game. They would, let's, we're honoring lieutenant such and such. Mm-hmm. They charged the military, that person, a ticket price. I think that the, the irony of the NFL saying you can't kneel for a flag when they were charging the military they were honoring, there's a little hypocrisy there. So, so Nike, Nike's big. Nike's, I would say, bigger than, the NFL. I, I don't know the exact numbers. I know they lost three point two billion dollars on the stock market today, but you know what? They knew that was coming. And you got once again, let's go back to some of the people that founded Nike. They're they are old. And if they believe in a cause, money money doesn't matter anymore. I mean maybe maybe they're trying to make a difference. It shouldn't even be about the money. It should be about the cause itself. And no one is really talking about <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry I'm sick. The real reason that Kaepernick kneeled for the anthem. Right, because we're so quick to jump to conclusions when we see something happen, when we don't know the story. And Nike will stand behind this and say this issue goes somewhere, just like women's rights or whatever. Then Nike will be the company that stood behind a movement instead of being the company that went with what everyone else wanted them to do. But... uh. You know, Larkin, we've spent time with Larkin, even on, you know, traveling on the road with the ring girling and stuff. And you get to know people and stuff like Larkin. I know I could have an intellectual conversation with. There's a lot of people out there that I can't. And Rochelle knows that. And and, and immediately, you know, they're closed minded and stuff. And the the crazy thing about um, any situation and I didn't even make a big deal about President Trump with his hats. Where make America great? Those hats weren't made in America. I mean, there's some irony there, but nothing's made in America, you know. So like the Nikes not being in America, does that surprise anybody? Because nothing's made here besides some cars, and besides some cars, that doesn't matter. But the the thing is, I mean, that, honestly, it's just not profitable for any company, right? You know, other nations are catching up to us because we're not as great as we we think we are because we're so closed minded, so not into discussing i mean the roman empire and and even going back early philosophers right Mm -hmm. they would gather and just talk ideas out like i'm talking socrates and stuff Mm -hmm. like discussion is huge right immediately this kaepernick thing has become you're either burning your nikes this one idiot burned his nikes on his feet yeah i saw a guy cut his first off cut his whoosh off his socks right that was uh the big and rich country singer or something but uh, here's the thing first off before you burn your nikes give them to me i'll take them right Uh, you know i I like nikes like especially especially (laughs) if they're like really rare or something like that yeah don't Eh. do something stupid oh lord all right uh but i know i should really I bet you they're down some Jordans and stuff I should buy. But um I will look that up. Right. They probably, probably tumbled 
other on the stock market some some stuff the but um stock market yeah it is a stock market of tennis shoes but now I lost my train of thought. No, these idiots that are burning <laughs> their their uh, Socrates. No, I was just saying that we you're either on one side or or the other, and these people that are I will never buy Nike again. Um, okay, I mean that's your right. And, Thank you because you're going to bring our prices down, <laughs> right? Or there's people that are supporting Nike because mm-hmm. they took a stand. I mean, it's just why can't. Why can't people in the middle exist and, and understand where both places are coming from? Name name one so I can check to see if the prices went down or not. Uh, Air Jordan's three. Uh, let's do the uh, Tinker Hatfields. Those were about 280 the other day. Tinker, T-I-N-K-E-R, Hatfield, who designed uh, the Oregon Duck jerseys in, uh, in the Air Jordans. Uh, there they are. Okay. Uh, Jordan three... Retro Tinker Hatfield. Yeah, two eighty they were yesterday. Two o two. They did go down. Wow, they went down. Two o two is a pretty good price on that. That was um, the last sale. Two o two. Yeah, but so my my whole soapbox to start off the show, episode two eighty five, is, is simply that, and I say this a lot on all my posts. Love wins. At the end of the day, caring for people wins, and you know, not every cop is bad. But I understand what Colin Kaepernick was trying to say, and I understand that there are some situations socially, and I understand why Nike did this. I think this is amazing what Nike – we'll look back as Larkin's getting her marketing degree. You'll look back 10 years, and this will either be like one of the greatest marketing moves ever, or it will be one of the worst moves ever, and Nike will fall behind Adidas and and, and lag in some, some things. Now, this is very interesting. Uh, Tom Brady came out and supported Kaepernick and Nike. Well, Tom Brady is uh, Donald Trump's friend, supposedly. And not only that, Nike will probably win with athletes, don't you think? If you're deciding between two shoe companies and they just got behind Kaepernick, it's going to be tough to say no to Nike, no matter what they're offering, even if it's lesser money. Um, Ballet Larkin have some opinions on. I just think that as we become more divided as a country, as we're getting into an election, and don't let people fool you. This election is not about the current president. This election is still listen to issues. Okay, if if you want to vote for candidate A because he has better ideals, don't let one side tell you otherwise. And if you want to vote for candidate B because he has certain ideals, use your mind, do research, don't let fear. Uh, make your decision. And don't just vote for someone because you see their name more often. Exactly. I mean, the, the two people that are running for governor in Michigan, it's a shame right now. One one, one saying Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump's what? What's Trump got to do with the governor's race? You know what? I didn't and the other one either of them in and, the primary. And then the other one is talking Granholm, Granholm, Granholm. And Granholm's not been a governor for forever. So, I mean, it's, it's a shame because real issues are being dodged. But I'll let Larkin have a few few minutes and and just you know as a country, dude, love wins, man. Just kind of understand and walk in somebody else's shoes for a little bit, and don't kind of critique every Think little outside thing outside the box, right, man? I mean, Larkin, do, am I making sense or no? I you're mean, definitely making sense, and you know this is just like any other fad, and people love fads on Facebook, and guess what? 80% of those people who just said, I'm never buying Nikes again, will buy Nikes again. 
and <laughs> that'll take about two months. They'll be like, damn, those look good. Right. They'll forget, they'll forget about it. They'll forget about they stood for something and they'll jump on another bandwagon. And unfortunately, that's what Facebook has turned our society into. People kind of forget what they actually stand for and do what's popular. I guarantee you about 60% of the population doesn't even know why he kneeled. And they don't care to know, but they care to hate someone because this is the next fad in hate. He's against the military. Right, right. right of course. And, <laughs> you know, I think Nike made a good move. I do. They are going to stand for something that is not only meaning that let's look at deeper into this issue as why, why he knelt on the field, but also let's not look at the next fad and just go along with it. Because if Nike didn't do something like this, they'd be just like any other company saying, oh, this person will just disregard what they had to say and throw them to the curb because they had something different to say. I think Nike is really more promoting communication in our country and, like you said, opening up communication between people where you can talk about politics or talk about what's going on in the world over drinks and not hate someone afterwards. Right. I mean, those are all great points, and but you're very educated, very smart. There's not a lot of people out there like that, and you, you, you there's so many closed-minded people. I just, you know what? O- open your mind to new ideas and listen. I mean, um, it, it it's amazing how many people. I mean, prime example. So they're saying that people that voted for Canada Day have made up their mind already for two years from now, and they're going to vote Canada Day. And then the people that are already and there's nothing they said, no debates, nothing that can change their mind. And then there's there's also those other people before I forget the undecided sliver is five percent. Yeah, but there's also those people that are like they'll go with the flow like, oh, the wind changes. I'm going to go with it. Oh, the wind changed. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're like they don't They're like, well, like you said, the fat like, well, this, you know. All my friends, they don't like Trump. I guess I shouldn't like him either. Or, you know, they just, they just, they go along with the, they go with the flow. They don't really put much thought into it for themselves. They, they, they're very naive. They can be, have their minds changed very easily. And the funny thing is, and I can't speak for Colin Kaepernick, but, um, I bet you if a military guy came up to him and wasn't, didn't yell at him. Didn't didn't say anything um, that was offensive, but came up to him and said, you know what? You know, that kind of hurts me when you do that. I bet you he would apologize, but still continue to do it and and say, you know what? I'm, I'm I mean, I can't speak for him, but he seemed first off, he comes from a pretty decent education. But I, I, I'm I think sure that, he would explain to, the, to correct. the gentleman exactly why he's actually doing it, not what people think he's doing it for. Correct. And then if you're a military a lot of people, and Jimmy included, have often said that that's the reason that they fought in the military is so that people that wanted to kneel could kneel, that it was a exactly. freedom of expression. Um, Lou Whitaker was a Jehovah Witness. Lou, we just saw Lou Whitaker the other day. Lou! As a Jehovah Witness, you know he never came out for the anthem. They didn't believe in standing for the anthems. But Lou Whitaker wasn't like chastised by it. And this is so, so in the 80s. Because he did it in private. In religion, right, correct. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the NFL does with this because clearly they have a relationship with Nike. Um, you know, but, you know, just have educated discussions with people and, and, you know, don't, 
you know, if you want to burn your Nikes, burn your Nikes, I guess. If that makes you feel better, I, I guess that at the end of the day, I can't tell you not to do that. But um, that's why I think it's sad that like, you know, people like especially the kids growing up can't go and experience other cultures and other other lifestyles other than what they're kind of stuck in. Right. Because I think that would open a lot of people's minds like Scotty. He's able to expose his children to a completely different world on the other side. We're talking about a friend who moved to China with with his family. And I think that it could enrich their lives so much if they understood where other people were coming from. And like you said, no one really wants to, a lot of people just don't want to do that. They think that, you know, well, I'm comfy. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, and and this isn't meant to pat myself on the black back, but Where's my bell. No, I'm just kidding. No, it isn't meant to pat myself I'm on the kidding. back. But we we went to uh, University of Michigan, and we we saw um, Pussy Riot. Pussy mm-hmm. Riot was um, a group of you know activists, activists, but two two main ones who who were fighting the regime of Putin and and went to prison for their beliefs and would. And if I remember correctly, they said that they would do it again. And that they talked of dangers. I remember in the U.S. that they saw where it looked like it could ca- go that way. Correct. Yeah. That um, and for Colin Kaepernick to give up his whole NFL career for something he believes in, I think Nike's just kind of acknowledging that. So w- w- what happened was, so we saw Pussy Riot, and like a like a kid at a concert, I went out back. I had to meet him. I mean, they went to prison. For a political cause like mm-hmm. that, that is like uh, Nelson Mandela. I mean, it's just something that no one's going to do that. And they did it. And it was important for me to meet them and, and hear their ideas well, it's, and we be live, open to other people. We ideas. live in Detroit. We are, what, three miles away from Rosa Parks Boulevard. Correct. You cannot deny that she did not have an impact on the African-American uh, especially women in the Detroit area. You know what made Rosa Parks special is that she didn't want to be a leader. And that's and I think some of the best leaders are the ones that aren't out there saying I'm a great leader. No, They're it's the humility. ones that people right. She did it because you it know, was the right, right thing to do. That and she was tired and, and, and right. then people rallied behind her and Rosa Parks rightfully does deserve her place in history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows what we'll be talking about about Colin Kaepernick uh years from now and, and you know, but I mean discussion's good. And I hope that um, you know, Larkin can come back and fill us in marketing wise, but like she's right. If you think that Nike didn't measure and weigh this, they did. But it doesn't mean that they didn't still do it for the right reasons. You can still, you and know, honest, a dash of honesty in the we'll recipe. never know that. I right. think that, I think you always weigh. I mean, you're dealing with. No, no, no. I understand, like, the, the weighing the pros and cons of actually doing the sort of movement that they're doing. Right. No, I but think everything's weird. I mean, honestly, you don't know if they're doing it for the right reason or they're they're doing it for publicity. I think, I think you. Well, see, and I know you're going to be like, well, I don't know because I, I can't get in their Uncle minds. Knight. I love Phil Knight. First <laughs> off, one of the biggest philanthropists. I can't even say philanthropist. Word. Philanthropist. Yes. Uh, it, the world's ever seen. And you just love Oregon. I mean, I did adopt him during the Brady Hoke years at U of M. You yeah. still like. 
drool over their uniforms. Their uni- it's okay, you can break it. The uniforms are amazing, <laughs> by the way. It falls apart all the time. Yeah, the, the uniforms are amazing at Org. They're pretty. Um, they're pretty. Before you go get us more drinks really quick though, we got to talk about yeah, the Are- get up. We, we got to talk about the Aretha Franklin disaster of a, a funeral. Did you see Woo! any of that? Oh, one other thing on oh, this yeah. whole Nike thing. Yeah, dude, I love t- discussion. This, this also kind of brings up the question of why are you buying your Nike's? Are you buying them because they're good shoes or are you buying be- them because they're a fad? Because this is just like someone who's against like gay pride. Look. Yeah, I was going to say, Brad is a sneaker connoisseur. Oh, see. This is like someone who's against gay pride saying, oh, I don't buy Ben and Jerry's ice cream because they support gay pride. There's people out there that do that. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. But, you know, it's the, it's the same concept. You know, people are still going to go after these companies because who doesn't love Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I, and who doesn't love Ben and Jerry's? Well. I, but I'm down with ice cream. I don't care who makes it. <laughs> right. So I think, you know, this this might hurt their stocks for a little bit. But, you know, if they're fighting for something greater, why does it matter if a well, few see, people it could, it could decide? boost sales from the other end of right. like, you know, well, good for them for, for actually, you know, standing up to this establishment. I don't want to be attacked <laughs> because I'm wearing Nikes, though, from somebody that's from the right wing. And, oh, and, and bring vice, it on. And vice versa, I don't want... You know, you know the left to to buy it for the wrong it's reasons. It's just either. stupid. It is. Hopefully, Nike is. did it for the right reasons. Uh, so we, I did want to transition to the disaster yeah, what did my that kid was. Buy? What, what kind of shoes did our kids get? One Aiden got, got Nike. Nike. Yeah. Elijah was wearing Nike too. Um, I just bought Nikes two days ago. I almost did, but they were more comfortable. Benjamin's wearing. Would you have done it? You would have done it. I know. Larkin, it doesn't. Oh, Larkin say those aren't Nikes; those are fucking Reeboks. Yeah, it's the aerobic <laughs> shoes. So, anyways, um, Aretha Franklin passed away. We didn't even get to talk about it last week, but uh, two days lying in state was it, or three days? Two, 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 two lying from in state. Nine at the Charles uh, Charles H. Wright Museum. Is that correct? Correct. Um, and then a yeah. nine-hour funeral was it? A six well, his hour eulogy funeral? the pastor whatever his eulogy was seven that's ridiculous seven hours and the joke I heard was him she wanted morning, to be buried he did not even say everything he wanted to say okay cool or feel everything he wanted to feel i'll never get the i don't know you but i'll wait in line to to see you I know what i'm saying yeah i do i waited in line for ernie harwell but i did meet ernie harwell and we waited at, in line for Chad Carr, but that was for oh, a different reason. Oh, that's totally reason. different. Chad Carr was right. like, I mean, I don't think I've been emotionally moved since that. Our I kids mean, were crying. Right. Chad Carr was a, a different situation. Yes. Um, and I, w- I would wait five days for Chad but Carr. But there's, there's different elements when it comes to Aretha. So, okay, she's a Detroiter. Okay. Stayed in Detroit. Gotcha. Um, strong African-American woman. Gotcha. Queen of Soul. I got you. But as I've heard from you and from many other people, not a nice person. Okay, so, so uh, but not I, not not pleasant to the people who actually would have stood in line for her. Right, but I want to spread love, so I'm not going to say bad stuff. No, no, about no. Her. But it's true, and I'm and I'm saying that that 
that's what made it difficult for um, me to understand why they were doing it. Okay, so I want to get rid of the people that did it just to say they saw Aretha Franklin because those those people are idiots. Okay, it, then it, take away about sixty to seventy percent of the people who stood in line. So you did it to brag that you saw a dead Aretha Franklin. That's stupid. Two, I guess I go? could. Did you go? I, no, I didn't make it. I guess I could accept the people that wanted closure, but did you know her? So, like, I mean, and she lived a full life. So, I mean, okay, so if you needed it for closure, okay. But then the people that did it just because it was an event, so they're not doing it because they want to tell people about it. I love Prince. Did I go find where Prince was going to be in state and buried and go? No. I didn't even go to, no. No. I waited for Ernie Harwell, but I, I got the coolest Ernie Harwell story there is. And, I mean, no, I do. I don't have my so and I, now I got to tell it really quick. But so Ernie Harwell, his third to last game, and I wouldn't be in broadcasting if it wasn't for Ernie Harwell and Harry Carey. Those guys made it look kind of cool. <laughs> they did. What's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun. Mine's see, the sun. See, he's imitating the last few years of Harry Carey. But it was though. hilarious. I, mean, I know, but, but Aiden, Aiden would understand. So uh, he wasn't calling the whole games at the end. They were they were transitioning Ernie Harwell out. And so like the fourth or fifth inning, I was in a suite with Stearns and Foster, the mattress company suite. Um, <laughs> and if you walked along, you could get to the broadcast booth and Ernie Harwell was there. And um, I didn't get an autograph or anything from Ernie Harwell. I had a Nextel phone and I said, Ernie, do you mind leaving a voicemail for me so that when people call, they hear your voice and – you know, he had such a cool voice and, and he left a voicemail. He asked what I exactly wanted. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I want you to say Brad's not here. He's heading, heading around third and heading for home. And he did it. He says, you know, hey, this is Brad's voicemail. This is Ernie Harwell and Brad's rounding third and headed for home. Now, do you still have this phone? I do have the phone. Of course and, you do. And, and the amazing thing is it's, it's broken, but I think we can get the audio off it <laughs> and then it will be forever on the show. Well, we had a moment. I don't know. We can't. And do so drops. when he passed, I felt like because you had a I, moment with him. Correct, and it was a great moment because he, at the time it wasn't like smartphones like this, and you know he he was learning, and I'm like hit three, hit do this, and you can hear me in the background tell mm-hmm. him hit three, and so you know he thought it was unique. You know, everyone on a picture, everyone. And I was like, this is what we're doing, but I waited for Ernie Harwell. Okay, but it wasn't for closure; it was for respect. Now, how many people waited for R-E-S-P-E-C-T? Oh, you knew you were going there. I know. <laughs> but how many waited because it was a fad? That's no, the people that's I don't the, like. That's what I'm saying. Like, at least 60% of the people. To say they like, went. Exactly. Exactly. Then you had the disaster of the funeral. First off, Ariana Grande got felt up. Yes, she did. <laughs> and I don't and care she what got, you she say. Got, she got she sexually looked- harassed without even being touched. Oh, about the Taco Bell comment? He was touching her when he said that comment. No, I'm not even talking about the pastor. I'm just talking oh, about Bill Clinton? viewing. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Like, <laughs> I mean, Bill my Clinton, like, I mean, who, who did the seating chart and set the, him? Jesse and Jackson. Re- Jesse Jackson her. behind them. Just like, yeah. But in, uh, in, in it's <laughs> there are nev- so many people watching and they're like, say, say it, say, yeah, I'd hit that. <laughs> it's so wrong. Right. But at the same time, and it's a touchy subject, especially considering our line of work. But someone could have told her, hey, that's just not appropriate to wear. Yeah. I mean, Bill Clinton staring, one thing. The Reverend doing the hug where it was clearly a boob grab. 
I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it looks she's like, just like looking down, right? Like, what are you doing? Because he's squeezing <laughs> her boob, <laughs> you know. And his response was crazy. Maybe I got a little over friendly. Like he didn't care, dude. He's like, I'm just gonna come out here and say well, that. He, he, I hugged everyone. I don't think he boob grabbed everybody. No, he had a he had a whole other kind of ego going for that whole funeral. Poor Ariana Grande, but she was here because she actually met Aretha Franklin. And then what yeah. a better tribute! She's got, I think she's got the best voice. Like she's since got some Mariah pipes. Carey, right? She has a good vocal range. I'll give it to her. Um, but why can't you make that thing two hours or three hours? When Emmanuel died, and Emmanuel, who I, I clearly knew, it was a long funeral, but it, it, it was who'd capped you sit at like next three. To? Who'd you sit next to? I'm not going to even say, because then it's just like... <laughs> I don't even know. Who, who, who would you sit next to? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> um, herself. Uh, but... I was also covering it for WWE. <laughs> but um, I don't even know if how much airtime that got that coverage. But um, anyway, what I was saying is that um, Ariana Grande seemed to be there for a legit reason to honor her. But what a disaster of a funeral! Because from the funeral, no, but see, that's the only thing that I have seen from it. It's just bad shit. Exactly. The Bill Clinton memes and and people. Mm-hmm. You know, making fun of uh, Ariana Grande. The That's the only Poor thing Ariana I've seen Grande. out of the whole nine hours. She didn't deserve that. And then, and then people are like, "You want to go console her?" No, but I'm just saying that people are like, "Well, she she's a victim. She should have." You're at Aretha Franklin's funeral. What are you going to yeah, say? What are you going to do? What are right. you going to do? Do a roll off of the boob grab? Why would she wear something like that to a funeral? I mean, it's just <laughs> it's it's respect, but also yes. You know, what grabbed attention from that whole thing? That none of that was supposed to grab attention, and none of it ever should grab attention. That's not what social social media is supposed to remember from that day. And those, I mean, those people that are just there for the fad, they shouldn't even be there. Some people who actually wanted respect didn't even get enough time to respect because of everyone else that was there. I've had too much alcohol because exactly it's all that's going in on my head. I almost misspelled it. How bad would that have been? That's typical. Um, I mean, would you have waited? I wouldn't have, but I mean, I also... Is there anybody you would have waited for, though? I mean, there's there's people that I would wait for, but only if I knew them on a personal level, because otherwise I want to leave exactly. that respect for the people that actually knew that person. Exactly. I, I and, and Rochelle knows this. I hate these people that have these... Okay, so like uh, the Fast and Furious guy that passed away. Paul Walker. Paul, Paul Walker. Walker, right? She would know. Right. You can be, that's unfortunate. You can be, that's sad. But if, unless you didn't know Paul Walker and the people that more, like, I don't get that. Like, I mean, you didn't know them. I I know you think you knew them, but you didn't know them. Because he was hot. Right. We don't. Unfortunately, we know a lot of celebrities because of what we do here, right? They, they're they ordinary people. But yeah, I don't see them as celebrities. Right. I see them as just, right. you know, They're hey, ordinary people. I know you take a poop. Right, and- exactly. You shit and stink just like the rest <laughs> exactly. of us. <laughs> the thing about Paul Walker, you know, I shed tears over Paul Walker dying, but that's because I... You're close to what I, he does. Right, to what he does. And I felt that as a personal kind of situation because... Any of our friends, any of my friends that race, could, the same thing could have happened. Mm-hmm. And it's personal to me, but I'm not going to go to his funeral because I didn't know him personally. Right. But the situation is familiar. And I want to leave that so respect that for people that knew home. him. Right. 
Right. Right. That's a legit reason. Exactly. I've told Rochelle this, and I, I firmly believe this. A lot of people get upset when people pass away because they realize their own mortality. Mortality. Right. Right. So that when uh, such and such dies, uh, actor A, they realize they're going to die. And then they're kind of letting out emotions that none of us live forever. And they're like, oh, my God, this person died. But sometimes, like, they live full lives, and you're like, God, they lived a freaking full life, you know? Now, see, okay, so actors are one thing. Now, with what Larkin is saying, her situation is different from what Paul Walker was related to. But I feel that, like, musicians have a deeper connection with people, you know, through their music as opposed to someone in a movie. Um, so I feel like, you know, maybe not like I have, I have an idea of someone in my head that if he was to pass, it would, it would really hurt on a deeper level than if another guy in a band passed because his music meant something to me on a deep personal level, as opposed to, you know, just, some guy who was like Zac Efron right. or something, you know? Well, Prince was an odd one because he hadn't put out a good album in 10 years. So, like, Well, it's not even Prince, for, like, you no, know, and this I guy know, is yeah. still alive, so, but. Elton John? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I take a guess? No, you could take a guess, but I'm, and I'm sure you'd figure it out, but it would, um, he left a band and just him leaving that band changed the whole dynamic of his music and it just, it was devastating to to know that that band was still going on without him, because they're not the same. No idea. Stephen Page. Oh, bare naked ladies. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He's. I don't know. He just he, released he, a new CD. Okay. He pounded a lot of drugs. He could go. He did. He, he did. could go. Just one day heart failure. Exactly. We got to meet Stephen Page, but I wouldn't go to his funeral. Not to ring a bell, but we no, we, we've but met Stephen I've, Page. I've met him three times. Right. Uh, ding ding. Right. Nice guy. Wouldn't wait for his funeral. I don't know him well enough to do that. Right. Eddie Vedder. I had a moment with Eddie Vedder. One of the greatest moments of all time. Yes, but you would. I would. No, I wouldn't wait. Don't tell me you wouldn't for Eddie Vedder. Yes, you would, <sighs> because you had a personal moment with him. Yeah, but so. Yes, you would. Don't you dare lie. I'll I'll write this down right no, now. No, Eddie Vedder though transcends just more than just he he's it's different with Eddie. Like I mean, it's just not music with him. He's he's probably maybe one of the coolest guys living. But that's what I mean. There's like on a personal level to you. Well, yeah, I quote stuff he taught taught me exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I mean. Like just for one night. The world what stopped. Their yeah. music meant to me growing up. Yeah. You know, that and Donnie Wahlberg. So. Stephen Page. But yeah, nine hour funeral. Good God, man. man that's sad. I mean, you know, it's don't, just. Don't, like, the, don't the funeral or the cemeteries close at five? Now, that being said, I wanted to roll back here really quick before you get us new drinks, and and then me and Larkin will move to a different oh, subject. God, I got to work at five. But, anyways, um, really quickly, roll it back. Um, I do understand JFK. I do understand Elvis Presley. When when somebody is that big, like j- the way JFK was Michael taken Jackson, out, even though people, you know, aside disagree from on that, that one. No, because I believe that there are people that that put him up on such a pedestal that you know his music and 
I'm not saying his personal lifestyle because you can't say that Elvis was, you know, was pristine. Nobody's pristine. We just talked about this. We but all that's have what I'm flaws. Saying. Right. But, that's the best thing to but realize. But Michael Jackson music's and his dancing meant so much to so many people that you can't say that he's not included in If that. you want to take something from this undercard episode, walk out and tell people you have flaws and then just feel, realize how good that feels. Not perfect, not going to be perfect tomorrow, going to make a mistake I'm tell tomorrow. tell that guy who's watching us through the window right, right. now. Right. Uh, probably watching Larkin. <laughs> but, uh, what is she wearing? <laughs> uh, she's dressed as kind of 80s. What's going on? Um, <laughs> No, or or he's taking offense to the Aretha Franklin thing and gonna beat us down when we go. They out. can't hear us. That's, That's the true. sad thing. I wish they could hear us. Oh my god, they'd be like, "That guy's such a dick." <laughs> I have flaws. I'm gonna kick your ass. That's one of my flaws. <laughs> I fucking love Trump. Exactly. Uh, I said I'm impartial. We're not getting into politics. I was just saying weigh both sides and just trying to try to see it for what it is. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, so the Aretha Franklin thing happened, and that was also a disaster. Absolute disaster. Can I tell you it was a disaster in the city of Detroit as a po- you know, when it comes to like maneuvering the pothole I just hit on the yeah, way the in hole? here? No, I'm just car, saying that they cut they blocked off like roads and it was a disaster. Right. Oh. Like the actual yeah. confet oh I'm sure. Right. Did you were you guys trying to go anywhere that day? Hell no, but I had to work down here. Yeah, so she was around the area. Ooh. Smokey Robinson, he's still alive. Yes. But won't be now, for see, much longer. Now I feel that him and Stevie Wonder Stevie Wonder's different. Okay. They and have I'll tell you why, dude. Different aspect around here when it comes to them. Really quick. Uh <coughs> I I think Ebony. No. And Ivory. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this with all due respect to the late Aretha Franklin. I think Stevie Wonder's in the top 50 of all time. I, uh, Aretha Franklin's because not even in the what? top five, 500, I don't know. That think. many? I don't know how many hits she had, but Stevie Wonder, for being, is amazing, talented. So, oh, like, I mean, absolutely. when he goes, I think it's a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was part of Motown itself. Right. As opposed to. I don't know. I just wasn't a huge fan. That's terrible. Eminem's going to be big, too, I think, for Detroit. Dude, did you listen to his new CD? Some of it. What, did she you like, like it? it? or No, she said say some it. of it, no. I, I liked mean, about four four songs I liked a lot, and I already told him, I'm like, two of them will be walkout songs. Yep, I agree. Eminem, that was my first walkout song. Which was it? Um, July Collapse. I don't even know that song. It's an old one. Okay. It's one a, of his first. Yeah, I was going to say it's off the first one. Yep. And I mean, I think, I mean, Eminem was iconic mm-hmm. for me, for the first rap songs I ever listened to. And oh, they're so relatable. Yeah. God, I'm listening to Too Short and Too Live Crew and <laughs> some Public Enemy. <laughs> too and... Live Crew. What clubs are you hanging out at? I... Strip clubs. That's the clubs <laughs> you were hanging out Yeah, Yeah. That's what hey. <laughs> but so there. Marshall Mathers would be a big one for you. Yeah. I hope he doesn't die. Well, you're only 47, right? 46. It'll be a while, hopefully. I'm hoping. But yeah. I think that's still going to be a big God, doesn't that thing. Feel, doesn't the, the number sound old, but because you're in the 40s now, you can't say that it feels old? 
Yeah, so Jimmy is just anti-happiness, but I, I shared with our group. He just is, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I shared with our group. We try um, with you, Jimmy. We really do. I know nothing about this feud with Eminem and Michelle, Machine MGK? Gun Kelly, right. Yep. But he put right? out a song, yeah. which was hilarious to me. So I listened to the lyrics, and, and the mm-hmm. chorus was actually clever. He's like, you're a millionaire. Why are you so angry? Like, like, you know, I'm tired of you complaining. Your life's pretty good. But yeah, he that's all he does is really complain. Right. And, and especially uh, in this CD. His song, not a huge fan of the beat or, or the, but Which the one? lyrics were witty. No, the Machine Gun Kelly response to whatever Eminem was complaining about. I don't know what song it was, though. I've shared it in the group. Listen sometimes. No, I listened to his song. But it I'm was saying, very clever. M- and it was just talking about how Eminem, Eminem complains a lot was. for being a millionaire and, and has a lot of It's problems. probably the one I said it was probably going to be a walkout song. There was two. Greatest and I'm Nothing Like You or something along those lines. But right. and I And I thought of... I thought of some people we know. It's lonely at the top, though. And MGK doesn't know what the top is like. No, Marshall I didn't know Mathers who he was. does. No, is he from here? No, no. MGK? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not sure where he's from, but I, don't know. I know that he doesn't know, know the fame that Eminem has gotten, and he doesn't know what it's like. So, what's he to say that it's not lonely at the top? Now, he's a white guy, too, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. There's not, there's only. I only know one. He was other making fun of Eminem for being that's old. Mac Miller. And yeah, MGK is like what twenty three, right? Oh, so he's like but a child. You fuckers are all gonna get old. Like that's the stupidest thing to make fun of somebody for being old. Like I mean, that's I just turned forty one yesterday. I mean, I'm proud to be forty one. I mean, like yeah. make fun of me for being forty one, but I'm happy I'm still around at forty one. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Machine Gun Kelly was like, oh, you're old. You're 46, Eminem. Who cares? You're going to get old. He's Hopefully. still relevant. So right. Je- right. don't be jealous. All right. Don't like, be jealous. He's probably not going to be relevant at 46. Who knows? I don't know oh, who no, he is. Oh, no, he won't be. I don't think so. That's the I whole thing is that, either. no. Eminem's I mean, I didn't know who weighty. he was until this whole thing came up like a couple days ago. Eminem's right. very talented. Yes, he, he is. is. Whether he uses You'll- a thesaurus, the that's what he says he did. Yeah, right, exactly. That's right. Um, he's, he, you had one, and I want you to go get more. I had two, three. I had the beer. Okay, I guess you had beer, too. Go get one more for us really quick, and me and Larkin will wrap up the show while you're doing that. Um, I had songs planned, but whatever. Oh, you can play songs here in a second. You want to do it? 1985. Oh, yeah, we are celebrating 1985. <laughs> Look at you. You had a few. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, but I picked 1985 songs. Okay, I want the same thing you guys are getting this time. Creamsicle Mercury. Because they look good, yeah. Um, so we were talking, Cody Stamen, our, our good friend and co-host, he is actually fighting in Dallas for UFC. <laughs> Not only is he fighting uh, for UFC. Um, Go, Cody. We, we, we know he's going to win. And next week we're going to have our, our annual lasagna in here. That's going to be a hit in here. Uh, as we celebrate his victory down in Dallas. Uh, but fight weeks are always, uh, kind of cool for fighters. And, uh, so we just want to give lots of love to Cody out there. Um, you know, we, we, we know he's got this. We've known, you know, for a long time, uh, that Cody's got this. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to get teary eyed as, uh, Cody gets for his fight, but you know, you know, Cody's been a good friend of mine for a, a while and, um, when he joined the undercard, I, I, he kind of rejuvenated me. I think I hit a point with the undercard where we had been doing it for so long that I kind of just felt like 
we were going through the motions. And when Cody joined the team, I thought that you couldn't get somebody better. First off, he, he tells you what he thinks. I, I would have loved to thought what he uh, heard, what he would have thought about half the stuff we were talking about. He would have definitely um, went above and beyond. But, you know, just remembering little things. About Cody when we first met, uh, you know, him not char- charging me when I was uh, doing jujitsu with Javier and stuff in the Michigan top team and all that. And so I do want to say, Cody, uh, definitely you got this, buddy, and uh, we can't wait to celebrate. Larkin, you want to give him good wishes, too? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know how hard this week's going to be. It is every single time, and I bet he's hating his life right now, but... In a few days, it'll be done, and he'll be happy, <laughs> and he'll be eating food, and he'll be celebrating a win. So, you got this. Now, Larkin, uh, I guess you may. I thought you were on the show once. You I've never, never been on the, on the show. show. No. Never been on the other. No. Wow, shit. We've been around forever. Um, you're getting back into MMA, right? You're yes. gonna try to mix it in here pretty soon. So, I'm finishing my last year of college, and that being it college and working full time and doing everything that I do. It's been a little tough to train. Plus I live out in the middle of nowhere. So right now I'm actually on a triathlon team and I'll I see be, that yes. mark on your thing. Yep. I have marks on my arms, but here in November, I'll be done with that through the spring. I'm going to be doing track and field. I've never done college sports, so this is kind of new for me, but after I graduate, I will be back. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going to be living yet. But it'll have to be in a metropolitan area because my major is business administration and I need Detroit. to be somewhere bigger. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be here in Detroit or it'll probably be Detroit. So I'll get back to training and then you'll see me back in the cage doing actual fighting instead of ring girling. Do you miss it? Oh, my gosh. I miss it so much. Every time I ring girl, I'm like, yep. Why was I, why? Why am I not training? Why am I not just driving to train? What do you miss about it? Push pushing yourself, or or do you like actually hitting people, or what? 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 I'm just I'm super competitive. I love the sport. I love to win. I love to be not really like the center of attention, but I love the attention and the focus that it takes from my myself and to put on a show for everyone. And I just really love the atmosphere. So I'll be back in the cage fighting. It'll just be about eight, nine months, and then I'll be back. All right. So tell us about this triathlon team. That So you're in incredible shape. How much do you swim? How much do you run? How much do you cycle? So this last one that I did on Labor Day out uh, a little bit west of Chicago in the suburbs, it was 600 meters of swimming. It was a 15K biking and a 5K running. And I was not in as good of a shape as I should have been for that. And it was very rough, but I got through it and I have another one in two weeks. So I'm getting ready for that. So two weeks already. Where's that one going to be at? That one's in Tennessee. Holy shit. Mountains? Uh, I'm not sure if it's in the mountains. It's Eastern Tennessee. So I'm sure there are mountains, but this one's the first qualifying for nationals and the nationals is in November. So we have three more and then nationals. So the first event's swimming, right? Yep. Which is bizarre to me for a couple of reasons. One, like I've had, so like at Cedar Point, right, you get the wet bathing suit, you get like chafing. And then from there you go like run, isn't that uncomfortable, like running after swimming? The suits they make now are incredible, but it used to be opposite. So it used to be you would run and then you bike and then you'd swim. Well, they had people drowning. So they had to switch it up. So everyone still had energy Energy. when they were swimming. So that's how it is now. I hate the swim. The swim's what I suck the most at, and it's horrible. And you get kicked in the face, and you get water in your mouth, and you're swallowing water. But you kind of make it through it, I guess. 
And then from there, you, you throw on running shoes. Nope. Somebody has them waiting for you. Or? You get into transition, and your bike shoes are already connected to your bike. And you hop on your bike, you put your shoes on, and you go. <laughs> oh, you shit. just hope you don't fall, you don't run into anyone. And the biking is super, super competitive. Some of these girls are, you can tell they're cyclists, mm-hmm. and that's all they do. And then my strength is the running, so I hop off the bike, and I'm catching people there, but whew. The biking is rough, too. That's but. absolutely awesome. Uh, so, first off, very impressed that you can do that. Second off, I can't swim straight. So I like, can't either. So, like, I just think I would be off course so bad that, like, I'd probably have to quit. Like, I'd be way past the marker. Like, I can swim good. It's just not straight, you know? I, like, I'll look up and I'll be like, man, I'm going the wrong way. Um, but y- y- swimming is very physically exerting. Um, when you get done with it, do you, do you kind of coast a little bit in cycling to get like a second wind or is it like just nonstop go as fast as you can? It, it's as fast as you can go. But getting out of the lake and running to the transition zone is so hard. It's crazy how after you've been swimming for 600 meters, 700 meters, however long it is for that triathlon, you can't even move. Your mm-hmm. legs forget how to move. In running formation, and that's rough. Audrey's. Oh, oh, it's nice. Um, we're talking. Uh, she did a triathlon. That's why she she didn't go to prison. Those numbers are actually for the triathlon. Oh, I thought they were. Oh, I thought they were. Scary. She's honoring Aretha. It's, it's it's her initials on both arms. Uh, but the so forty. Like the the swimming is just to me would be exhausting, but um, you also had to battle heat, right? Uncommon heat. How how did you prepare for that? Because I mean, it was a pretty. We, when did you do Midwest. this? Yesterday. This was yesterday. Yep. Holy shit! So we woke up at four thirty in the morning, and it was seventy six degrees out, and instantly and humid. Right, <laughs> extremely humid, and I knew it was going to be so rough. Fortunately, the water was pretty cool. It was about seventy degrees, mm-hmm. so that was nice. Now but this I is down, down towards the bottom. The no, state. she went to Chicago. This was Chicago land. Oh, oh, west of Chicago. Okay, Naperville, Illinois. Sure, whatever. So, Illinois, Chicago. This I was hot swimming, and it was super hot. But I mean, we also were. We started it at seven a.m., so that was nice. At least they got it. When it was still a little bit cool because it got into the eighties yesterday there. So And you and your man did this together? No, this this is a college thing. I'm on a college triathlon team now. Wow. That's fucking awesome. And then she's doing track and field in the she's springtime. Sweet. Make me feel so lazy. What events are you doing in uh, track and field? Distance running? It'll be pole vault and the prob- probably the four by four. I did pole vault all throughout high school and then I just didn't do college sports until this year. But I was doing MMA, so I was doing something, but Right. Damn, oh dude. So, like, I slept. It was my birthday. So, I, I, I didn't do much. <laughs> we um, had terrible cake. <laughs> yeah, I had cake that tasted like animal cracker. It was horrid. We played video games. I played video games. Yeah, Super Nintendo, played- the old school stuff. Yeah. Mario Kart. But you were actually running. Do you? So, do you have any pictures of that to show? Oh, where's my phone at? If I find my phone, I do. When you got past the finish line, did you collapse really quick? Or, or what's it? what's it like... First off, cramping too. Like, I mean, I've done triathlons before, so I was kind of prepared for how it was going to be. So, I was carb loading the couple days before that, and I was uh, 
super hydrated. But my whole thing the whole time was this is like this is like preparing for a fight, but there's no weight cut, so I can't complain. And it's much better than a fight, honestly. It's I want to see pictures. Wow. Yeah, yeah I want to see pictures. And then I, I'm trying to just work my way up to 5Ks again. I, I have an injury that I'm rehabbing right now. Not to sound like an idiot, but uh, I'm old, <laughs> 41. But um, once that rehabs, I'm, I'm going to do 5Ks, I think. You know, when... when um I was wondering why she had that on her arms. I was like, should I ask? Should I not? No, ask? I just thought it was like an... I had bruise from here. Franklin All I see is like the kind of O. Aretha Franklin. There we are. Holy shit. This after the race? That's after the race. I got to zoom in. You don't even look that exhausted. Well, I mean, the, sw- <laughs> the swimming takes you, takes all the... And those shoes are waiting for so like you have to have teammates that are waiting for you, right? So no. like those so, are the cycling shoes? Nope. So the runs last, so you have running shoes on last. But like who has them there for you? You have lockers or where no, do you go? You have a little spot in a transition zone. It's about four feet wide. Your bike's there, your helmet's there, your shoes are there. You have a little basket with your Gatorade in it. And... So you don't have the guy like waiting with like no. the baton. Unfortunately. Is there any talking to the race? Like passing on the right? Eh. Not no really. Everyone's just so exhausted that they're just going as hard as they can go. Did but. you medal? Did you get a medal? No. They they only did top three and then top three teams. And we there did. was like 100 girls. So, no, I did not medal. <laughs> it's been my first triathlon in three years. So Holy shit. We're going to have to sponsor in races or something like that. That'll be fun. Can you do that in college? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. Uh, I could probably. Sp- yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. We got to figure that out, anyways, with uh, the female boxer that was in here because she's know. going to the Olympics. Jessica. Yeah, she's going to the Olympics, so we got to figure. I want to say way Jessica Day, but I know that's not it. No, that's not right at all. Um, so I, I covered triathlon really quick. The two questions: one was swimming's first. I said chafing. She said there's no chafing, but that would I be mean, my swimming? concern. I mean, you you are supposed to get stuff for chafing, but dude, I have the best stuff. No, the first thing swimming, then you go straight into like doing other stuff. Oh, so you can't stop and I would and think put, chafing. Put she put said lotion. no chafing. Hmm. It's not bad. The suits are really made well now. No injuries, no like like blisters, anything? No. You don't have blisters either? No. Nope. But Shed I splints. also I also bought really good Nikes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Oh, so You're not did burning you wear them tonight. new ones to do it? Or yes. did you have some that, that were broken in a little bit? I wanted to have some that were broken in, but I didn't have very good shoes, and they were kind of hurting my feet. So I just went ahead and bought some. I bought some Nikes. They didn't hurt my feet the first time. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have to wear them in. So props to Nikes. They're making good quality shoes. So how often are you training to get ready for a triathlon? Like, I mean, I'm Where training, are you swimming at? In pools or lakes? Y- lakes. Because you're going to hit waves. And the current. Right. Oh, my god. So it's a lot different than pool swimming, so we try not to pool swim, but... I'm supposed to train five days a week, but obviously I'm here tonight, but we train oh, 4.30 to 6 most nights. Wow. <laughs> she just That's dedication. Away, I, was like, I feel like I should have known that. But you I don't have kids. I don't have kids. <laughs> that makes a difference. Is this just, something you think you'll do forever? Like marathon running even? Like Boston Marathon? Or? I'd like to do a half marathon. A marathon's pushing it. I'm not that dedicated to running. You're dead. I mean, you just talked about the competitive. Yeah, but see, running as opposed to multiple different aspects of it. I don't think I could run. 
I don't think I could run tw- a 26.2. I don't think I can do that. 26.2 is a long time. Yeah. That's is it, is a full kilometers? tank of my Hummer. No, no, no. Yeah, it's kilometers. Oh, 26.2. Yeah. I know something. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no shin splints? No, nothing. Wow, that's not, amazing. I You're mean, not even sore not, today. Knock on wood. I am sore. Oh, you are sore. I am extremely sore, but knock on wood, no injuries yet, so... I would just I'll think that you would just that. be absolutely devastated from like running one of those. But you, so in two weeks, she's doing one in Tennessee in the mountains now. Oh, in maybe the in the mountains? mountains? No, I, I'm I'm assuming the mountains. What? She doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know if the, the last you course was research? completely flat. Not yet. What the hell? <laughs> I'd be like, all right, where exactly do I gotta go? How long is this? Do I hit rocks? <laughs> Did mean, you kick at the end of the race? Did you have enough to kick? Like a little bit. Really? A little bit. My coach, I used to run cross country. Kick? Uh, kick is just like sprint at the end. Oh, I, I used to sprint like too much at like the end. A, yeah, I used like to sprint or something. No, I used to sprint too much at the end of the race, and my coach said I didn't give it all, like yep. on the track. Yep. He's like, you're not supposed to like, I, like I could literally turn the corner and then like put it, <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of my f- most favorite moments was when I kicked past this kid, and you know everyone's rooting for you in school, but um. I remember my coach, like, everybody's happy, but my coach is like, you had too much in the tank if you're kicking that much, dude. He's like, because, yep. like, I just, like, oh, at wow. the end, I was just, like, fifth gear. But I, that's that's what I want to talk to you about. So, like, we do have something in common because yeah. I did run cross country. I did, Have too. you ever hit the wall? That was always my fear. I always had to Don't have something. Don't look at me because I have no, no clue what you're So I always about. had to have something in the gas tank because if you've ever hit a wall, it's the scariest effing thing. And you still got to continue, especially in cross country. I hit a wall once and like then it was always like, always have to have a little back here. Yes. So I did cross country and I did track. And track, I always did the mile or the two mile or I did the 400. And I had never, ever done the 800 before. And I didn't know what to expect. And I did the 800 one time and... I started it out like a 400, and I absolutely hit a wall, and it was the worst experience of my life, and I never did an 800 again. So I quit <laughs> right there. I cut it off. No more 800s. The, a wall, Rochelle, is just when, like, you there's just nothing else in the tank. and like so oh, like, I get it. Right. And it, when it hits, it's, like, scary. It's just I can't explain it because, like, you, you don't want to quit. You don't want to be the guy that just walks off the track, which happened all the time in high school. But, like, it, it's just there's nothing more in there. Like, you ate bad. You slept bad. Everything's <laughs> gone wrong. And it's just, like, a, a upside-down world. Um, but uh, – this is great to know. So when you come back to your fight career, no one's going to out cardio you. You're going to go five rounds easy because you've done triathlons and stuff. Yeah, that's my hope. That's honestly why I signed up for this. One of my professors is the triathlon coach, and he talked to me about it because he knew that I had a fighting history. And he knew I'd be in shape or could be in shape. And I was like, well, why not? I have the time to do it. So I might as well do it. Might as well get myself back in shape. And then when I come back, it's not going to be such a big change, a big lifestyle change because I'm not even in shape. So hopefully this will give me a good boost. I feel like we should sponsor in this. I feel like I can't go to the one in Tennessee by no means. But when's your next one in Michigan? There. So this one was in Illinois. Then it's Tennessee. Then Virginia. And then Nationals is in Arizona. 
Ooh, Arizona. I do. I have friends in Arizona. Ooh. <laughs> November 4th in Arizona. Oh, that's not spring training. Oh, that's two days before Rochelle's birthday. Oh, tequila. Well, my friend lives in Arizona. She lives in Phoenix. I have a friend in Arizona. We're supposed to. Maybe. Oh, you do. I do have friends in Arizona. It's at Arizona oh. State University. Holy shit. So I'm not sure where in Arizona that is. At least is, it's dry but... there. No humidity. And it's warm. Right. Exactly. Where's their water they have in te- Arizona? They have tequila. Oh, they do got tequila. Do you guys get ripped after the end of it? I mean, we didn't this time, but I was also coming home because I had I had stuff to do. The more athletic you become, the more you can get ripped. <laughs> like I mean, it's just like those. I know that's why the, I want to go better, to Dallas so bad. Right. The reason I'm, the reason the reason I'm such a good drinker is I'm so out of shape. Like when you become in shape, like a little bit gets you buzzed because I don't know what it is. She'll tell you. Oh yeah, that's like because your metabolism is like in in high mode. Like you're in shape, you can't. You're a cheap drunk, but like I'm not in shape, so I cannot drink anyone in no, the table. No, I don't think that's the case because I'm a cheap drunk, and that's just because I don't ever. ever but there is drink. truth. If you were more athletic, Larkin will agree with you. It even goes worse. It's like a bad curve, like you mm. know, like a couple of them. Because I don't know what it is. It's just like you're in shape, and all of a sudden, I haven't a few... been in shape since I was like 21. Right. So, well, I mean, that makes sense because this summer I did nothing physical. After my last fight, I was like, "Yep, we are not doing anything physical for about six months." And I was not a cheap drunk over the summer, but now somehow three weeks into the season, I drink like three, I don't know, Angry Orchards and I'm buzzing off my mind. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This is crazy. Nice. Headache. Headache, yeah, cider beer. Um, I want to talk about, and I wanted to close with this. Can we talk about your other activity or can we not? Is Is that like off limits? The ra- race cars? Yeah. yeah. We can talk about race cars. I didn't know because, like, I don't want, like, people, like, yeah, I didn't know. So I'll let you talk about it. So Larkin has, like, a pretty cool hobby. I'll let her divulge what she wants about the hobby. But what do you maybe do with cars? So first precursor to all of this conversation, we did, um, in one of my classes, I have an organizational behavior class, and we were talking about personality types and I guess I have Psychology. a really college right. I have a really rare personality type that is never satisfied by what they're doing, so they always go for more, like another hobby or another crazy thing. And my professor made an example about me because I drive race cars and I do MMA and I do triathlons. And now, do you change your your like your passion about every I don't know five years? Not really. I just find something new that seems interesting and I go for it. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't have time to do it. But I got into race cars because quite a few of my friends were into it. And I just, I got a car payment and I bought a Mustang GT, the one that just got rear-ended. And I like to race and we'll go down to, say, Fort Wayne or we'll go to Chicago or sometimes to Detroit. And we'll meet up at parking lots and Everyone will kind of look at each other's cars, scope out who they think would be a close race with themselves, and people will bet money on races or just race for fun, and then you'll go out on the highways in the middle of the night and see who wins. And I thought it was an interesting, I don't know, an interesting concept that I guess the laws are kind of guidelines because obviously it's not super legal, but, you know, you also just got to be safe about it, but... The joy about it is building something out of, I guess, something so American 
I have a Mustang, which obviously is an American car, and I also have a Pontiac G8, which is Mopar, or no, Mopar, which is Chevy, GM, all that kind of stuff. And it's like you've built something that was stock and slow or kind of fast, and you've made it into something that's extremely quick on the streets. And who can get you with nitrous or who can get you with a turbo and you never know what someone's build is. So it's a really interesting um, kind of atmosphere and everyone's super nice and everyone's on the same page. They're all doing it because they love the same thing. So, so you're an adrenaline junkie. I am. What's the limit though? I mean, have you skydived? I would love to. I have not yet. Uh, I used to bungee jump, but no one bungee jumps anymore. So what's your limit? Like, I mean, because that's the thing with an adrenaline junkie. You you have to have boundaries. What's your boundary? Right. I mean, I would skydive. I definitely would. Um, I don't know if I would bungee jump. That just seems dangerous. It wasn't th- back in the day. I don't know. I think I think I don't trust rubber bands that much. As opposed to just free falling. <laughs> I know, exactly. I don't yeah, trust but, parachute companies. I know, companies. right? So, yeah, but, exactly. I'm just gonna, a man strapped on my back who may or may not know how much. Like 20,000 no. feet, no biggie. Yeah. You definitely have to be safe, though, in cars. You have to know your limit. You have to know your abilities and kind of go according to that. I mean, if you're driving crazy and you don't know how to drive, that's just stupid. Right. But if you know what you're doing, then go have fun. But how would you know how how would you know how to deal with your car going at like a hundred twenty miles an hour and how it's going to react if you haven't done it before? Right, and it's practice. kind of one of those things you you That's work up to that. Scary. So middle of the night, open highway, you can do one twenty, no problem. You have traffic around, then you're being careful. But right. so, just, what do you, you think learn. about the people that are going? Say we're driving home from a concert in Auburn Hills, and you. You're driving down the freeway, and you've got the people that are going. Those people are just so stupid, especially I on mean, the bikes. You, oh, scare me. The problem is, you cannot know what anyone else is going to do, and I don't trust other drivers. I trust myself, and I trust That's my exactly abilities. It. You just got rear-ended tonight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. slowing down to go around a turn, rear-ended. You know, people but everyone aren't thinks watching. that way. Like I am a good driver. Yeah. I am a good driver. Onstar, you've been on an accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I got to ask you this. So, uh, w- and we'll end on this note: Is Brad an adrenaline junkie or a pussy? That's what you got to say. So, really quickly, I don't think I could. I don't. Th- the reason I don't think I could skydive. There's differences. No, 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 no. I, the, I know the reason I couldn't skydive. Okay. All right. It's not. It's really not a fear of falling. It's yeah. really not a fear of the parachute. I understand. I know what it is. Okay. So when I used to, um, so I had a crotch rocket, right? If I had the visor up and I'm going fast, the air hitting my nose, I couldn't breathe. My fear of free falling and air hitting, my, I guess that's my biggest fear. Is it's like, like the kind of like suffocation. suffocation, right? I'm scared as shit. Like that air hitting that fast and being able to breathe. I know you you jump at an altitude, you can, but the hyperventilation. I always had to have my visor down because, like, if air was hitting, I felt like I could, like I felt like I was hyperventilating, right? And and everyone right, on a crotch right. rocket's hitting a hundred, hundred and twenty, right? So the visor's down, right? A June bug hits you, you almost fall off the fucking <laughs> thing. And um, 
Is that a legit concern? I don't know if I'm an adrenaline junkie. That might be pretty weak. Like, it's like some hyperventilating. Like, I'm scared I would. So I think you still would be an adrenaline junkie just because I know you. You're a fighter at heart. So I know that you definitely are an adrenaline junkie. But, I mean, I'm not comfortable on a bike. And my boyfriend's not either. He's a huge adrenaline junkie, but he will never get on a bike because he doesn't trust himself enough with speed. And everyone knows their limit. Everyone knows what they can't do. And everyone knows no, see, what would be I, stupid I disagree. For I don't think that everyone does know their limit. Well, yes. I and, did. Unf- no, I understand you did. But that doesn't mean everybody does. I, no. And I mean, that's who you read about in the papers, the ones that didn't. Exactly. I lost two friends for sure to motorcycle accidents. One, the guy was going to work and an old lady just like hit him, sideswipe. Not even his fault, right? In a crowd track. So I had my son and... When I had my son, I was like, "I'm. it's not fair to him to be on a crash right. rocket. Because it, once again, you said you don't trust other drivers, right? right? You can be doing everything right in a motorcycle. And then someone just take you out and then game over. Right. There's too many variables. I mean, you can get killed by a rabbit. Right. Exactly. I, I, dude, I, I, I joke around about the June bug thing, but have you ever hit something going that fast right. on just a thing? The, just the rain. Right. Just the rain hitting you. Well, is rain, like, rain you had to wait under uh, viaducts. Still, if you don't, it's like needles. There was right. nothing worse when... Hydroplaning you, on a you, bike? No, 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 no. No, there was nothing worse than being on a bike and not knowing it was going to rain and then you having to go back home and it was raining because you're waiting under stuff to for like everything to clear and and everything like that next to like how hot it got the engine if you were on it like that was the second thing but when i had my son i was like all right no more it's not fair to him right okay so if you had a kid would you be as much of an adrenaline junkie or would you allow them to be you know, it's it's an interesting situation because me and my boyfriend are the same that way. We're both adrenaline junkies like crazy. And we just lost a close friend this summer to – he swerved. He was on a crotch rocket. He swerved for something, possibly a deer, and he hit a sign and killed himself. Uh-huh. So we both we both will not hop on a bike just for that reason. And will we be as dangerous in cars? No. But will we still love speed? Yes. and. I mean, if I pr- I probably would let my kids do the same thing because I'm. Oh no, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, but my dad. You say that because you don't have one. Yeah, my dad raced dirt bikes growing up, and he didn't directly get me into dirt bikes, but he got me into speed. Now I'm into cars. Whether he meant to or not, I don't know, but I'm still close with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it bonded you. Right. I didn't know, and I say this all the time, I didn't know what love was until I had my son, right? right. Like, you would say right. stupid stuff to a girlfriend. You'd be like, I'd die for you. Right. And she'd be like, I'd die for you. <laughs> and then you had a kid, and you'd be like, what the fuck was I saying? I wouldn't have died for any of those kind of people. But then you realize you would die for your own kids. Mm-hmm. And then you put them in a bubble. You don't mean to. Right. But it's every hard. little injury, you're like... Please be okay. Or, oh, my God, he's hurt again. I know it's tough to explain, but when you have a kid, I don't know if you would let him be. be. And then I remember the stuff I used to do, right? So there's no way he's getting a bike because there was – Oh, hell no. Yeah, no, that's where the line gets drawn You'd hit 75 and just have an opportunity to go. Mm. Oh my God! When you, you saw got that girl on the back, you're like, I'm going to show no, off no, no, for her. No, 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 no. Ne- never with the girl because she never knew which way to lean her properly. So that <laughs> that was a little modified. I did, but and he would do the wheelies. No, but and scary 
But if you you had some free, you were you know, I mean, that thing got going. I mean, like what zero to sixty? And yeah, two. but then how many times did you drive to Heath Beach on your bike? Heath Beach, never. When did I ever say I went to Heath Beach? I'm not it's saying a dirty, you did. dirty beach. What are you talking about? Oh, I, well. I was high class. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I went to, sorry. Went to, I went to Royal you Oak to and hung out. I went, I went to, to Royal Oak and just hung out with people. You mm. know, we just look at our bikes and watch girls go by and go, "Hey, you like the bike?" But uh, <laughs> no, we never went to <laughs> Heath Beach. Every car guy, <laughs> exactly, dude. dude. <laughs> Girls, dude. Can I tell you a funny story? Girls love crotch rackets. Wait. I don't know why. No, let me like tell you a funny a... story. This is so embarrassing. So me and my girl, um, who I'm not friends with it at all, all anymore. Um, the year we graduated that summer, we used to um, there was like a strip down by our school and our our neighborhood where you know we would just drive up and whatever. Yeah. And so we were on Telegraph, and it was right around there, and. Um, we seen these two guys on crotch rockets, and we're like, "Okay, let's let's stop." Do you guys know where where Annapolis is? And they fucking recognized us because we went to school with them, <laughs> and it was so embarrassing. Oh no! Uh, but uh, yeah, uh oh, yeah. Uh-oh. They're like Rochelle. Like oh. But I'm glad Larkin knows not to because I. We've we've had friends that want to get bikes, and I tell them right away not to because Hell, I just, I've had my son. No, right. I mean, it's just no. you could be doing everything right, and somebody do something wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. how fast were you rear-ended today? Oh, probably twenty miles per hour. That may may or not kill you on a motorcycle. Oh yeah, no, that's really crazy. Sure. We seen a guy who was at a stoplight, and the guy ran over his bike. Thank yep. God he was like okay. He got off the bike, but he the car literally went over his bike. We over heard, his oh, bike, and he was over the guy's bike, and the Just guy's like at what? a red light. Oh um, my gosh. At twenty like, miles per hour, that's enough to maybe thirty five. You're probably the guys gone. in the hospital at least, yeah. right? And, you know, so you could just be riding mm-hmm. your crotch rocket. The best part about a crotch rocket is, like, parking. I mean, it's just, like, you, you create your own parking wherever you want. The worst thing about it is that you got to watch what everybody else is doing See, and then I'm worry always, about yourself. I was always afraid of, like, that pebble in the road. Oh, yeah. That's enough. I mean, Th- that was but there, there reaches a point, and I told you this, there reaches a point you're going so fast, and Larkin can agree with this, that that pebble no longer matters. You're almost like you're sort coasting. of like yeah. Like oh my god, you're hovering over. Yeah, exactly right. over but the road. I tell you what would scare me, and it, they weren't as bad. She just hit a pothole. You hit a pothole on a motorcycle. I don't know what you do besides just you're across the road. Like if you hit a good pothole and you're there's no way going a hundred on a crotch rocket you're gonna see that pothole until you're dead. You right. know, God, both you guys like zip through your drinks, and, and then like, and then Lark Larkin will pretend to like be concerned and be in line with Aretha Franklin and everybody. They're like, we really miss Brad, you know. <laughs> damn that crotch rocket, damn him, you know. And people will wait. He really was so cool. He was really special. He loved really his, his wings. He loved his wings, right? Exactly. <laughs> Bikers will come out. Oh man, I feel for them. You know, that would be the boxers. So we wanted to go with a pothole going a hundred. Oh my god, that's got to be a rough like few seconds when you know because you do know. Can we stop talking about? I know. We'll move on. We'll we'll do. Well, we got to wrap the show up anyways. Uh, we got Larkin's got to sign some photos and we got to take some pictures. But I gotta go home and go to bed. We want to thank everybody for joining us for episode. 285 where we celebrated 1985 yeah we did right no but larkin had some good stuff so we just roll with it we didn't go to break 
When when the guest is good, we don't have to go to break. What? When the guests suck, we go to breaks. Okay, yeah, the like, last two episodes have been good. No, we've had really good episodes. And uh, dude, Larkin lives an exciting life. I mean, some people come in here and they. I just... know we're gonna live vicariously through you. Because right. We we have kids. Yeah, well, we're and... with you in Tennessee. Yeah, just remember have... us right. when you're going up the mountain. We you have know? kids. We work. When I'm biking uphill, hating my life, I'll remember you guys. Exactly. Yep. You won't have injuries until Tennessee, and you'll be like, Brad jinxed me with these injuries. I just got, like, like, fucking blisters. Next and... time you next time you finish one, um, if you if you like lasagna, I'll make you lasagna. Oh. Ooh, that's how we celebrate here. Carbs. Yeah. Anything carbs. It's... Well, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's Tell her how many cheeses is in it. There's four, four yeah. cheeses, four it's and a half pounds It's more than carbs. Oh. Mm. <laughs> It's bring already your, delicious. Bring your boyfriend for that because you guys are just going to I don't know. Cody out. may not share if it's Well, Cody gets Cody's his own. Week. You know, okay. and then, but if you, I mean, triathlons are pretty big deals. Cody too. and his brother just like inhaled it in the, in the same night. Like, I wish you did one around here. We would come I support know. you. I mean, we, you, we'd only see you for a second though, right? Like, hey, there she goes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll watch her from the lake. Is that her with the swim cap? I think that's her. Eventually, maybe I'll do a half marathon in Detroit, and then you guys will see me hating my life. Hell yes. Hating your life. Hating your life. We'll be the ones with the Gatorade at the finish line. You got this. You got this. Oh, my God. So, uh, Larkin, do you have a fan page for people to follow or no? I do have a fan page. I haven't been posting on it a whole lot just because I've been trying to get through these 18 credits. Right. But, yeah, I do, and I'll be posting some triathlon pics on there. Just See, look- and just be a fan because she's – Still working hard at school and still doing what she loves. The fan the page is facebook.com backslash what? It's Larkin Dash. Okay. Yep, just and that's spelled D-A-S-C-H. Yep. yep. Awesome. And then just follow her because, I, I, you know, I got a feeling about you. Yeah, you can, big you, things can are coming. <laughs> you can see my ordinary, kind of unordinary life via Facebook. <laughs> Very. Yeah. So I, I was wondering what that is. Now I understand. I was yes, like, she's I, got writing I, on I her side. I didn't just get out of prison, huh? right? Oh, I saw that something. right away. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Hunger <laughs> Games. Exactly. Her, her tribe got Basically food. Hunger she Games. won her food. Triathlon Hunger Games. That's actually, that's our representative. That's, <laughs> we're going to eat because Larkin's a good athlete. District what? Uh, district undercard. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see the Hunger Games? Yes. Okay. So she understands. Never mind, Brad. Are you good at archery? I am. I grew up hunting, actually. Oh, my God, Katniss. Yep. Um, (laughs) Here I am. We should just throw her in the wild and get her like points and stuff. (laughs) I don't understand. Let's challenge other factions. See? I got a word right, factions. No, that's a different movie. Oh, no. Damn it. That was Divergent. It was a good try, though. It was kind of the same thing. I know, kind of close. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to have Larkin sign some photos. Thank you so much for joining us. Win, Cody, win. We know you're bringing it back. Oh, Cody. You've got this. Exactly, and we'll see you soon. You're listening to The Undercard, hand combat radio.